Hello, my name is Trey Linden-Smith, Regional Lettings Manager at Countrywide, and today I'm talking to Andrew Culverwell, Lettings Technical Director for Countrywide. Andrew is going to update us on the regulatory landscape for landlords and what key legislation they need to comply with. We'll also discuss what the current situation is around proposed changes and what landlords need to keep an eye on as we move deeper into 2022. Andrew, to start with, um, let's pick up on possession. How are the mechanics of possession proceedings working now that COVID-19 extensions to notice periods have come to an end in England and Wales? Thanks, Trey. Well, in practice, um, the road to possession is uh, not without delays, um, as an already challenged court service continues to deal with um, backlogging cases. Um, the listing of possession claims, you know, will naturally vary from court to court. Um, however, um, it's not unusual for courts um, to work through any pre-pandemic backlog uh, before uh, listing, you know, more recent cases pretty much as you'd imagine. Um, but in more positive news, um, waiting times are gradually reducing um, and certainly not getting any worse. Um, bailiff services are reportedly back to normal in most parts of the country. Now, in the Queen's speech um, in May 2021, um, government confirmed, and you know, I'm quoting here, um, that we'll help people uh, to own their own home whilst enhancing the rights of those um, who wish to rent, um, and that's in England. Um, highlights of the proposals include um, a consultation paper on reforming tenancy law through the abolition of uh, possession notices under Section 21 of the Housing Act, also reforms to um, improve standards in rented accommodation. Now, now this might include um, a right to redress and targeted enforcement. Also plans for a new lifetime tenancy deposit and also strengthening the grounds for possession uh, where a landlord has um, a valid reason. Now, the Department of Leveling Up, Housing and Communities announced back in October um, that the long-awaited uh, rental reform white paper um, would now not be published until sometime in the new year, um, with the extra time allowed um, for a balanced package of reforms to be formulated. Okay, so there's a real focus by the government, obviously, on strengthening tenants' rights at the moment, but also generally uh, reforming possession terms. What are the practical implications of these potential reforms? In practice, it's widely expected that tenancies in England will have no fixed term, um, instead being ended either when a tenant is in default um, or where the landlord has a genuine reason for requiring possession. Now, examples might include um, needing to take up occupation um, or to sell the property. Now, obvious concerns around such an approach centre on the practical steps involved in obtaining possession and, you know, how an already stretched court system uh, might be involved um, in the process. So that covers um, England. Uh, what could happen in Wales? Well, that's a very good question. So turning to Wales, um, the Renting Homes Bill, um, which amends the Renting Homes Act 2016, uh, comes into force on July the 15th uh, of this year. Now, whilst much detail remains to be confirmed, um, information on fundamental changes to the way in which tenancies are created and how they can uh, be terminated has already been provided. Um, now, you know, we as a business are busy assessing how this will impact um, our clients and how best we can support them. Um, you know, this includes support in meeting increased obligations around electrical safety and the provision of smoke and carbon monoxide alarms. Um, now, you know, for, for any, any, any landlord looking for further information, you know, at this stage, um, probably a good idea to uh, contact uh, uh, their local branch. So some significant changes on the horizon for landlords and tenants alike. 
Um, turning to other areas now, what else would you say is a hot topic that landlords are looking at? Uh, well, for landlords with apartments, um, building safety concerns will certainly be in their minds. Um, it seems as though hardly a week goes by without further news on how replacement and upgrading of external wall systems, that's uh, cladding to you and I, and fire prevention works uh, might be supported. So in practical terms, what approach do you think landlords should take? Uh, good question. So as safety improvement works are scheduled and commence, um, it's really important that landlords carefully consider and communicate with their tenant and agent um, what impact, if any, um, this will have on prospective tenants. Now, under the consumer protection regulations, uh, landlords should declare um, at the outset um, details of scheduled works which might have a material effect on tenants' decision on whether or not to proceed. Now, you know, with works on many buildings likely to be invasive um, and include the erection of scaffolding, um, your know, transparency, you know, is 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 all the more important. Now, in related news, um, the Building Safety Bill uh, continues its passage through Parliament. Now, this strengthens obligations under various pieces of regulation, um, including the Regulatory Reform Fire Safety Order of uh, 2005. Now, the bill intends to implement more stringent oversight over high-risk buildings. Um, We'll need to wait and see how this will impact landlords away from their leaseholder responsibilities. Um, but structured communication with tenants around building safety plans um, and who they contact in the event of any problems or questions uh, yeah, certainly look likely to feature. So clearly landlords need to be practical, keep lines of communication open with their tenants and keep an eye on their regulatory development. But what else do you think landlords might be need to be mindful of? Well, um, in November 2021, uh, government responded to a consultation on extended rules in England on smoke and carbon monoxide alarms in rented property. Now, once parliamentary approval has been given, uh, the smoke and carbon monoxide alarm England regulations 2015 will, amongst other things, stipulate that any room where a fixed combustion appliance is fitted, so that will include you know, typically gas boilers, um, will need a carbon monoxide alarm. Now, an important consideration here is that previously the requirement included appliances such as wood burning stoves um, and rooms with an open fire, but excluded gas boilers, which under the changes are now firmly in scope. Uh, gas cookers, though, are excluded. However, once advised of a fault, landlords will be required to repair um, or replace the alarm. Um, alongside the pandemic, obviously, the climate crisis has rarely been out of the news. Um, what effect will this have on the lettings business, do you think? Well, a very good point, Trey. So, you know, no regulatory update uh, will be complete without mention of energy efficiency and perhaps, you know, even more so now, given what's happening to, you know, energy prices. Um, but long-held expectations are that the current minimum e-energy efficiency rating uh, will be um, increased, um, rising to a minimum C rating by 2025. Um, now, notwithstanding the detail and timeframes are still to be confirmed, um, landlords are certainly advised to build an understanding of what steps can be taken to improve their property's energy efficiency rating and to make provision for the cost of those improvements, um, and also including what financial support uh, might be available to them. Landlords should look now to future-proof their properties um, to help spread the cost of any changes that they need to make uh, to comply with the energy efficiency requirements. It's definitely worth reviewing what help may be available. 
Now, for instance, I mean, some good news from April, uh, the government will offer £5,000 to people in England and Wales to encourage them to replace their gas boilers with heat pumps. Private rented accommodation um, is also likely to be eligible. So it's worth checking um, for further detail. Um, for instance, you know, through the government website, which is always, you know, a really good kind of, you know, first stop for further information. Yeah, thank you. Some excellent information there on um, on EPC's pending legislation. Um, thanks for your time today, Andrew. A varied mix of topics covered from possession to building safety to efficiency concerns. Lots for us to think about there. Um, and thanks to everyone listening to the podcast. If you would like um, to keep updated on news and insights from the letting industry, please remember to subscribe to Let's Talk Lettings through your podcast provider. Um, also, please share details with anyone this may be of interest to. It'd be really appreciated. And thanks for listening.